Hello, hello, everybody. First of all, I'm back. It's Marissa True, one of your co-hosts of Just So We're Clear. And this week, it's not just solo. I do have Hanley Hofer in the house with me. Hey, Hanley. Hi. Uh, yes, Hanley Hofer here. I believe we've met. Reporting for duty. Reporting for duty. How you doing today? I'm okay. So I... This is going to sound weird, but I had a really rough week of sleep last week. I was averaging like four hours a night and I was burnt out. So I asked work for some leave to take a break to recoup. And I slept last night for like 11 straight. I slept like a rock. Wow. All of today as well. And now I actually feel more human than I think I felt in the last two weeks. It's been incredible. You know what? That... I just did the quick math and that makes up because you also told me that you had a very nice dream about sexy travel man. Oh, yes, I did. (laughs) And the beauty of that dream was that, okay, one day he'll be a guest on this. So we got to be cool about it. Yeah. But so I'm not actually going to mention names, but um, we traveled together. We went diving together. We had a lot of fun together. We're doing many physical activities together. Ooh. I'm, I'm reading in between the lines, physical activities. And honestly, that, I was like, this is why sleep is such a fucking beautiful thing. Opportunities yeah. happen in there. <laughs> <laughs> I get to create my own realities in my sleep. Yeah, I woke up disappointed. I was like, oh, okay, we're back. <laughs> I've also been having a lot of vivid dreams. But you know, like I, I don't remember my dreams unless they are horrifying or just like, yeah, horrifying. I don't like I'll have a good dream and I'll wake up and I'll never like you carry it on with my day. Be like, I had a good dream. Normally same, but I think because the rest was just so deep this time, like my psyche was like, no, that was a real thing. Like that happened. I'll, I'll yeah. go. I'll run with that. Four hours of sleep is, is not good. Uh, don't do that anymore. Let's uh, bring you back to normal. Mm, I wish I'm at the point now where sleep is a genuine privilege to me. I'm like, wow. Whenever people say they average eight hours a night, my first reaction is, what's it like? Like, is it as good as it sounds? Is it as wonderful as they say it is? Oh man, girl, I I average on eight hours a night. Oh, you are blessed. But it's also, but you know what? It's also because I'm allowing myself to sleep in because as we all know, We've had a lot of time in our hands. I don't have to work a nine to five regime like you from home. So with all this extra time, I'm going to get my extra sleep. Who knows, girl? You know, one day, one day I'm going to be a mother also averaging like you on four hours of sleep a night. And I'm going to look back at COVID-19 and be like, remember how much sleep I got? Uh, But that's why you're going to age so much better than me. Like every day I wake up sleep deprived. I'm like, there's... There's just like the youth being drained for me. But your skin is already really good because you live a healthy, clean lifestyle and you always have. Like I only started becoming 100% like on top of my health two years ago. Before that, and you know, not, not a lot of people know this, but before that I was a smoker. Like I smoked cigarettes, like a legit smoker. My skin was shite. And like I ate like crap and like it all came up on the surface of my skin. Actually... Only now, during COVID-19, is my skin great. And I think it's also because I've just not been exposed to the sun. And also makeup. And also no one's there to see it, which is like the plot twist. Because no one can, no one's there to enjoy it. Girl, I'm telling you, like my skin is on point and no one can see. Yeah, God. This is yeah, a- even I'm looking at you right now and it's pixelated as fuck. And I'm just like, I'm sure you look good, but <laughs> like, trust, I'm tr- like, 
stick my face up in the camera like no pores this has never (laughs) happened before just ultra hd so i'm happy that you got sleep tonight um before we got on the call and recorded this episode i was cooking in my kitchen just dancing like full on like dancing to Tupac like just like breaking it down to myself and I had a moment where I was like damn I am serving such big girlfriend energy right now big wife energy in the sense that like whoever ends up with me one day they're gonna walk in on this and be like damn I got one of those you know I was just feeling myself that much I'm not even I'm not even shy about it no, take ownership. And I think it's one of those things where whenever people talk about like wife energy, I feel like they mean the fact that you were in the kitchen or you were cooking something or you were providing or maybe you had a kid. But I'm just like, the fun side is there too. You want a fun wife. You want you want them to be like their full self and their full, like you don't want them to lose any bit of them when they get married. That's lame. We don't want that. I want to be as funny as I am now. Oh, I'm yeah. hilarious. Hundred- oh, <laughs> women are hilarious. I dare say more funny than our male counterparts, right? Yes. So, Thank okay. You. So I was, I was thinking about this the other day because I made that comment to a guy friend of mine. We're no fr- We're not friends anymore because he was just like, that's just not true. And he played the bullshit card of then why aren't there more comedians? I'm like the same way that men dominated fucking everything because you felt so inferior. You decided that like, oh, we can't have women overshadowing us. Let's just keep them out altogether because female comedians, oh, Eliza Schlesinger, fucking hilarious. Oh, Michelle I love Cole, her. Amazing. The other oh. one that's blonde and American. I don't know her name, but she seemed cool. What's the other one? The one that just came out with... Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish is yeah. up there. The one that did Nanette, the Australian oh. woman. Oh, yeah. I can't remember her name. Is her name but not she's Nanette? Cool. I like her too. <laughs> something Gatsby. Her name is something Gatsby. Females yeah, yeah, yeah. are funny man women have women humor and when you nail it and it's down like i appreciate the funny girls also females are weird like girls are girls are freaking weird all the girlfriends we're gross as fuck we're gross we're weird we're hilarious <laughs> we're really just hyping each other up right now this is like this is <laughs> why really we on. needed alan in the episode at the beginning to like bring us yeah, back down just to earth to keep us humble for like a yeah. minute <laughs> This is what happens when we get like 20 episodes in and we're just like, you know what? Fuck. We are so good. (laughs) (laughs) We're too cocky. But no, you know what? Let's bring this back a little bit, okay? Because there is a fine line. No, there is a line between cocky and empowered. All right. Maybe we can break it down. But I've realized something about myself recently and, and a little backstory to this realization, right? So not a lot of people realize this out there, but I, I'm very much in charge of my own career. So I don't, I don't have an agency, like a, like a solid agency. I work as a freelancer. It's a personal choice. I love my freedom. Um, and also Singapore is a small market, so it works anyway, enough of the details, but the last two weeks I've been pushing my Chloe stuff. You know, I've been talking about my Chloe stuff. Thank you very much. I've been hyping up this podcast. You know, I've been like pushing out content on Instagram. I've been like pushing out like brand collaborations that I've worked with. And I got to a point where I was actually getting really sick of myself. I was like, I hate looking at my face. I hate hearing my voice. I hate talking about myself. But then I realized that if no, if I'm not going to do it, 
No one else is going to do it. Yeah, you have to be your own hype man. Exactly. So I'm taking away all of that like, oh, I'm over myself because no, I should be my biggest cheerleader. And so you know what, honeys, dudes, girls, guys, if you're tuning in on this, take away this from my little story is that nobody in life is going to jeer you up as much as you are for yourself. So never stop being your biggest cheerleader. If you are a creative, don't feel shy about putting your art, your work out there because that is how you get it done. Don't feel bad. Push yourself. And that's all you can do. So what? You push yourself, you fail. Nah, whatever. Try again, but never stop pushing yourself. No, I would agree. I would just say for a person like me, because I mean, you and I have fairly different personalities. You're, you're very out there. Like you can, you have no real qualms about putting yourself out there. I'm very much like a self-deprecating. I'll be the first to offend myself just on the off chance that someone's thinking about it. I'm like, it's more funny if I say it first. Um, so being my own hype man is difficult because for me, I'm like, Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Why would you do that? Um, <laughs> it is a practice. And I think if you are one of those people in the world, that's lucky enough that you actually have a partner that is as much of a hype man as you should be for yourself. Lock that down. Lock, lock that down. Or if your family supports you in, in that way, they show up to every you know, they show up to every school performance you did. They show up to every football game, like love them even harder because yeah, all you have in your world to hype yourself is yourself. Even when the thing you did is shit. Like I remember one time when I was a kid and I really wanted to learn how to bake bread and I got the measurements wrong for the amount of salt I put in. So I put an inedible amount of salt in the dough and I made it. Bread. It was fucking disgusting. Like I bit it and spat it out and had to drink water. And my mom, my mom is like a brutally honest Asian woman. She was just like, Marissa, this is terrible. And I was like, I know, but thank you for confirming my suspicions. My dad, blessed be his heart. You see him just bracing himself to eat this full slice of salt with a little bit of flour in it. And he's like, no kiddo, it's amazing. <laughs> he downs half a loaf of the worst it wasn't even bread. It wasn't food. But he was like, that was great. Just try again with less salt next time. Oh okay? my God. Bless your father's <laughs> soul. Bless your father's soul. I am I am lucky to have him. I mean, I was like, you're full of shit. And thank you for lying to me. <laughs> See, girl, you had a good balance. You had a good balance. You had you had to have the super kind uh uh lying father to balance out your Asian mom's brutality. Yeah. I needed the like sl reality slap and then the words of encouragement to be like, you're still okay. Go on my child. And I was like, okay. And then I just made another shit loaf and then I quit and I never made bread again. <laughs> bread is hard to make. Have you made sourdough this, this lockdown? I keep vowing that I'm going to start. And then I see everyone else who's like a week ahead and they're getting all adventurous. And I'm just like that. That looks amazing. I really wish I could get into it. But I'm also like, wow, that's another thing I have to add for me to do this week. No, nah, I'm going to take it easy. Like, I think I think I'm, I'm at the point in this lockdown and hopefully I'm praying that we enter phase two in two weeks instead of in the end of the month. But what I am learning is that I was putting so much pressure on myself to keep staying active because everyone seemed to be doing so much. And it was the same thing with, yes, I basically have the hours of a full-time job at the same time. But because I'm technically freelance as well, I was like, no, 
that should free me up. I should still be maximizing my time. I should be learning a new language, baking bread, all this sort of stuff that I mean, I think that's part of the reason why I burnt out because I was putting so much pressure on myself to do more things when frankly, I could probably just do best to take a break. And I think, I think we need to be more accepting of that as a possibility. Like we don't have to come out of this fluent in Japanese and Korean. Like we're okay if we just come out the same as we were, but alive. Yes. Ah, so true. So wise. Like, can we just stress that again? Because I get it. You know, a lot of people are pushing the agenda of like, but what did you learn? How are you going to change? What's going to be different? And I, I mean, look, I push that agenda too, because I'm, I'm, that's just who I am. But also, if you come out of this, like Marissa said, and you're exactly the same and, and you're, you're okay with that, boo boo, that's fucking fine too. Like, let's also let you know that as well on the other side of this. And also, let's not underestimate the personal growth. Like, there are probably things that have changed about you that you don't even notice yet. There's definitely shit about myself where I'm like, God damn, I'm resilient as fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've dealt with stuff during this lockdown that isn't a, pe- isn't a skill I can write down on a piece of paper or a trick I can show at a party. But, like, I'm coming out of this being like, I'm cool. I, I, I have a greater sense of what I need, what I want, what I expect. And that's good enough for me. I love how you said a trick at the party. Can you be like, want to see my party trick? Let me just go indoors for two months. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Watch me self-growth and then just disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, you know, it's great that we are able to kind of check in and, and be kind of candid and open about this. Over the last two months, this podcast has also kind of taken its own form in this life. So we'd like to give a shout out for you guys who are tuning in. Those of you who take the extra effort to write in your feedback, it's a small piece of effort for you, but it's a huge amount of meaning for us. So please, like, we love hearing from you. And the more we hear from you, the more confident we're going to be with just like sharing deep, dark, personal stuff that we feel might help others. Yeah, I've introduced you to like three of my 700 demons. I'm willing to show them all (laughs) if you keep writing to me. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Okay, so let me go, let me bring it back to the gram for a min because I did one of those like, ask us anything on the podcast today just to see what would happen. Yeah. I got to give a shout out to this guy who always, always, always comes through with a reply. His name is Jonathan Anthony Augustine. I remember. Yes. Hey, Jonathan. What's up, Jonathan? I see your messages. You send a lot. I'm sorry I don't reply to all, but don't let it get discouraged. I love that you give feedback and that you interact. Um. I'm sorry I never spoke to you, but uh, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) What are some insights of future topics, if any? Ooh, okay. Let's find a way to... That's a question Jonathan asked. How do we... I want to hint at what's coming up in the next few weeks that I'm really excited for us to be doing, but I don't... I also don't want to expose who they are. Let's let's just say, let's just say we're going to be interviewing some serious fucking female powerhouses in our midst. Like 
these we're about to interview some incredible women who are killing it in their respective fields and like i think they're just going to serve as like creative inspiration for every single listener we have out there so well said guys like we have plans and we the content that we have lined up is to inspire and to create it's to lift you up and it's just to get inside the minds of yeah these badass females with types of perspectives that you know i know that will mean something to you so you know what that's what we're going to say on that but also like after that whole like little series of badass chicks come on the show the the way that we'd like to go with this topic is we want to get a whole breadth of super badass people because when we started this Yes, we wanted a place to kind of express and share who we were because Marissa and I would always talk about the most random shit to the point that we were like, we should just start a podcast. So we did. But also because uh, we want to shed light on all the weird ass topics like that we don't see enough off of this side of the world. We want to talk to people who have lived and don't share about it in the way that we would see other people share about their lives. Does that make sense? Yeah, like we're not, I mean, I think the point here is that we're not out to get like the number one celebrity. We're not out to get J-Lo. I mean, if J-Lo ever comes on it, I will die because I feel like then we'll have made it. But we're also going to be profiling these people who, it, they're not famous necessarily. They're just fucking interesting. Like they've led their lives in, they've led their lives in a way that like none of them have climbed the corporate ladder. None of them are like ambitious to be the CEO but their ambitions are no less than that either and like I just I'm excited like I, I am actually super excited me for too this. man I'm so hyped so th- that's all we can say about that we're doing like a little because also because also on that we have like a long road ahead in terms of where we can take this podcast and I mean, I admit it to you, but I'm not going to admit it to our listeners because I think it's ridiculous, but I also want to just project it out there so that it can maybe take some shape or form. Oh, are you manifesting? Do it. Yes, I'm about to do it. I can feel it. <laughs> but I started, and this is fucking embarrassing, but if it pays off, I'm going to be so proud of it. I've just started DMing people that I want to be on our podcast. I've just like people with millions of followers that... They'll probably never even read my message. But my thinking is that if I message them now and they don't read it, but say in a year, two years, three years, whatever it is, and if this, I pray, is still going, we mess- like we hit a level of following, of clout, where I message again and then they pay attention. I want to be able to see that journey of where I tried at the very beginning and then where we got to the point where we actually commanded their attention. That's what I want. Marissa for president. no but i love it i love it i love the unbashful ambition i love our raw honesty and we really hope you guys are enjoying it as well yeah trevor noah we're coming for you like come on i I love (laughs) trevor noah i love trevor noah oh okay do you want to the next one is a heavy topic because I don't know if we, I don't know if this in this episode we're going to address it, but it comes from Lavine Tan. Okay, she wants us to talk about cheating partners and breakups to forgive and get back together or to move on. Oof, that's heavy. I have so much to say on this topic because sadly I have lived through so much cheating experience. 
Like, honestly, you guys, I'm going to save that for a day where I tell you about every single time my partner's exes have cheated on me and get ready to be floored. Okay. You'll, you'll, oh, you'll hate men after I tell you how many times I've been cheated on. So when that episode drops and it will, please, all ears, sit down, bring a bottle of wine because the (laughs) shit that I've gone through with cheating is worth a whole bottle. Yeah. Bottle of wine, photo of your ex and a lighter. Like we will start. Ooh, this we'll shit. start like a women's circle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all just sit down and burn photos of our exes. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's one of those things where it's not just whether you've experienced it personally, but you watch your friends go through it, and the story is always different, yet in many ways similar. Like the feelings that you go through, that like the turmoil, the self doubt, the pain, all of it. But then the circumstances are always slightly different. And there's always these, it was one of those things where you grow up and you have this black and white, like, if I ever get cheated on, that's it, done, dead, whatever. But then you grow into adulthood and then you realize there's so much of a gray area and you're like, is this the thing I let go of? Is this a one-off? Is this a mistake? Is this something we can bounce back from? And I've spoken to couples who have been like, if I had faced a certain scenario, I think we could get it back. Versus others who are like, that's just a level of insecurity I can't touch. So I think I think it's it's too big to channel in one episode in this episode anyway. But we'll get there. Like we will talk about that for sure. Mm. What else has been a very big theme of your week? We are we are on the today's the first of June. I mean, look, like we we cannot acknowledge we can't ignore the elephant in the room that isn't in our immediate life but it's happening in the states which is the new black light like the resurgence of the black lives matter movement after the death and and actually no multiple incidences um in the past couple weeks so we had we had the death of floyd we had um cooper the, the man in the park who was who had that woman call the cops on him and say that he was threatening her life uh, and we also had uh, Armored Arbery, the man who was based, essentially lynched while he was on a run. Like, I feel like the Black Lives Matter has been amplified to another level this time round. And I don't know whether it's because emotions are high given, you know, just social media being more pervasive and everyone being more exposed digitally, but it's taken on this new life form in that it's now global before it was something that we all watched happening in America and we sort of would support it in the background, but now it's broken that ceiling a little bit and everyone's mobilized and it's fucking phenomenal. But it's like, if this is a real moment of change, which I really hope it is because this has gone on for so fucking long, but that's probably the heaviest thing happening in our world right now. So I went through a moment and I feel really bad for it. And I'll be very honest with you guys, my thought process. Okay. I started seeing the reports and you know what? I started going, I'm so fucking sick of hearing about America. It's sad to say, and I'm, I feel terrible and I, and I feel horrible that this was my thought process, but it was at the beginning I'm like, I'm so sick of hearing about their injustice. Fuck them, man. Like, get their shit together. But as you said, as the global, as our neighbors and our people even in Singapore started to add in and weigh down and show their support, I started realizing that 
no, honey, it's not a, I'm sick of hearing about this about in America. This is a problem that we all have. Systematic racism happens everywhere, unfortunately, whether like it big or small, big or small, it could be in a community or it could be in a government, you know? Uh, And it really made me think deeper into what all of us, even, even on the other side of the planet, what we can do and what we can learn from what's happening over there. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of pressure on everyone to do their bit in some way. And I feel like for us all the way over here, it can be quite confusing and you don't really know what to do because it's not like you can join the protests. It's not like, like, I mean, there are funds that you can support to help protesters get like get bailed out if they get imprisoned um, and all this sort of stuff. But it is very difficult to wrap your head around all the way in Singapore and be like, I know how to help because it's, it's, it is so far out of our reach. But the one thing that I think people are doing now, which I think is a great first step, is they're educating themselves. They're reading the literature. They're reading about different like different levels of privilege that we weren't aware of before. And it might even be lessons that they can relate to, you know, other societies, countries that they live in. But there's so much out there that we need to actually wake up to and stop resting on as assuming that like, if I'm fine, if it's not a pain I experience, then it's something that the world can endure because it's not. This whole idea of like, well, that's their problem. It's not though, is it? If there's one thing corona has taught us is that when we feel pain it's the same type of pain a person i don't know sitting in china sitting in italy sitting in america that hurt in your chest is universal so stop thinking of it as you know this is not my country not my problem no they are our fellow humans and we should all do the best we can to just step up I mean, if COVID's taught us anything, it's how unified we are as a world in terms of how, how global it's been. And you're trying to say that, oh, suddenly this is America's problem. That was America's attitude when coronavirus was only in China. And then look what happened. Like, we didn't care about it because it was away from us. And then it came up on our shores. Like, systemic racism in America, I mean, that's been a, like, that is, it's not a conversation you can just have at a dinner table. It's so fucking big. And it's, it's difficult. And I, like, I understand that there are a lot of people who feel paralyzed when they attempt to learn about it because it's so deep rooted. Um, there's documentaries you can watch that that will break your heart. You have to watch the 13th by Ava. Yeah. Ava DuVernay. If you guys, if you guys just want to, okay. So here, yeah. If you're feeling paralyzed, you feel helpless, you know, you're starting to feel guilty because maybe you haven't done your bit. The first step is exactly educating yourself about why this has become what it is. And I strongly recommend it's by filmmaker Ava DuVernay. Uh, It's called 13th. It's on Netflix. It will blow your mind. She's also the one that did the one about the Central Park Five when they see us. And Hanley and I watched the first episode and it was so emotionally heavy that we had to actually take a break. And then we ended up watching the Oprah, vin- inter- Oprah interview with the actual guys who were victims of that. And that was also too difficult. It, like it, it, it's, it's one of those things that you hear about, like you, you hear about in the world, but you will not have that feeling in your gut, like that heart wrenching moment until you face the, like you face it head on. And it is a discomfort that I think we are, we have to endure like we're responsible and we have to take we have to kind of force ourselves to confront that because 
Yes, it may not be our immediate reality, but it is the reality for a huge amount of people and we have to wake up to it because whether it's whether it's here, whether it's in America, like I hate the word woke sometimes, but you have to stay woke. Like just fucking be aware. Like and you know, so this topic actually really hit home to me today because I started like I said, at the beginning, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't want to hear about American news because I don't know, I was just trying to block it out. But as the day has rolled by and has I, as I've read more and, and started hearing and, and really looking into the situation full face forward, I started to have it, I started to feel it personally. And I'll tell you guys why. I grew up with a very, very close friend. She's one of my oldest friends. And she is half Singaporean Indian and half African-American, black, okay? So her father is a very proud black American man, right? Uncle Frank is is what I call him. He is a second father to me. And that household raised me for a very big portion of my life. Because as you know, when you have a best friend as a kid, you're at their house as much as you are at your, in your house. Uh So when I see these reports, and when I see the videos of young African-Americans getting in trouble, going through the struggles that they go through, my heart hurts because it instantly brings me back to my second family who are also, who are African-American. So I really was kind of going through it today. Like, what is the world that we are living in? But I think it's, all, I think it's also understanding that in the US, that's the sort of systemic racism that they're facing. But no group is really immune to it. In the same way with when COVID-19 first took hold, there was a lot of, there was a surge in racism against Chinese people, Asian people. Um, there, like, there, there's, when Ebola, when the Ebola crisis happened a few years ago, there was all this hesitation against, like, travelers coming in from African countries, even if they were countries that weren't necessarily affected at that time, just by the association with the whole fucking continent they were painted with that label. Like there's all these different cases where different groups are seen in a negative light or stereotyped negatively or associations are put against them that they don't deserve to be pitted with. And so it's just having this awareness that it may not be the group that you worry about. Like it may not be a group that you are part of now, but it might be in the future if this sort of thing is tolerated and this sort of thing continues to go unnoticed or like accepted as the status quo 100 percent. so one of the things that maybe you guys could do um if you are also wanting to take it further than maybe watching a documentary or reading the news is talk to your friends of other races and ask them about their experience in their race group mm-hmm. like even right now marissa and i having this chat over the podcast if you're tuning in you know, it really does start with conversation. So yes, while the Black Lives Matter may not sit at our front porches here in Singapore, racism is global, unfortunately. So yeah. the steps towards crushing that down is by talking to your neighbor who just by the color of their skin is different from you to find out about their experience and then just go from there. Yeah, and I think the other thing to remember is that not all incidences of racism or prejudice or discrimination are going to be as amplified as the Black Lives Matter movement, but it doesn't delegitimize the experiences of people who have experienced bits and pieces of it. And so you just have to be open to hearing their stories, hearing their perspectives, and understanding how stereotypes can hurt. Um, and also, one resource that I would also like to recommend is Trevor Noah released like an 18-minute video of just him talking. 
it was, it was, what I love about Trevor Noah is he, his, how eloquent he is about these sorts of issues because he depicts it in a way where you cannot really challenge it. Like what he's thought out is so, he's thought of every angle, he's thought of every single rebuttal, re- every single consideration and just been like, and he's just, he's just given the explanation around it. So for, in this case, he talks about the breaking down of the social contract. And when he means social contract, it's that we tacitly, like when we are born into a society, we sort of agree to how things are run. So the status quo, we agree to the system that we are born into. And in the case with America, he was saying that every single day, every single time there was an injustice against, say, a black man who was in a park or a black man, like, you know, like an Asian family who had their shop burned down. Um, Every single time that happens, there's been a violation of the social contract. And then that's when you start to chip away at what's like the foundations that society is built on and you chip away its stability because all those people that have were forced to sign up for are like but you're not holding up your end of the bargain so why should we and i think there's that pain there that people aren't really willing to look at yet that they need to so definitely watch that as well it's a, it's the clearest way that i think anyone can put it it's far more eloquent than i could ever explain oh, it well you just did a very good job i gotta say like give you props I was there like <laughs> nodding the whole time, like, yes, Marissa for president. I said it once, I'll say it again. <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like I feel like this the entire Black Lives Matter movement resurgence this week has been intense and I've never felt it to this degree as I have this time around. It was obviously a cause I always supported, but it was never something I really felt in my blood until now. And it sounds pretentious because I, there will definitely be people out there saying that I'm just saying it because it's the right thing to say, but I mean it. And I, like, I, we have such international friends that it could have been any of us. It could have been you and I being hundred percent. And going back to that story, like this affected me because I, I see my uncle Frank and my brother Navin in these riots. Like I see that, and so I really had a moment of reality where it was like whoa, 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 what am I doing trying to separate their reality from mine? This is our reality. Let's just like shake that off. Heavy, heavy shake. You you guys too, if you're tuning in. (laughs) Shake it off. Okay, last thing, last thing. A lighter lighter angle on this is, so there's a lot of talk about like keyboard activism, social media activism. Couple ways of looking at that, right? Number one, awareness is awareness in whatever form it takes, whether a person has shared a meme or a graphic or like an infographic or whatever else to, to do their bit to raise awareness. Yes, okay, we can be cynical about their intent, but the outcome is awareness. So that's good. Continue with that. No one, like, if anyone criticizes you, fuck them. It doesn't matter. But then I will say there's, there are some keyboard warriors where you see them trying so hard and then they just say something stupid and you're like, no, you missed the beat. <laughs> <laughs> Let them try, okay? Let them try. Let them try, Marissa. <laughs> Aim for effort, but also try harder. Okay? Oh my God. <laughs> Marissa for <laughs> vice president only. Vice president <laughs> only. Hanley for president. <laughs> Coming back to being my own cheerleader. We're going, <laughs> we're going full circle. Me for president. <laughs> we're <self-advice>. so <laughs> vice. Yeah. I'll just be like the disciplinarian in the back being like, guys, it's not up to scratch. We need to work harder at this. <laughs> so there you guys have it. A bit of a long-winded episode, but some 
different perspective, different points from what we're used to. Um, and uh, yeah, if you guys have made it to this part of the podcast again, like I mentioned earlier, we freaking love it when we hear from you. So please share your thoughts. Write them in. That tiny make amount of effort that you make to let us know how you feel, it makes our day. I can't stress that enough. Oh yeah, it really does. I screenshot every single one of them so that one day I'll look back and have a full album of our early days. Yay! <laughs> All right, guys. I think this is a, a good point for us to wrap this up. Uh, Marissa, anything you want to shout out? Maybe where they can find us? Any follow buttons they should click? I mean, if you guys haven't followed us by now, frankly, I'm disappointed um, because it's just so... I'm going to start that bit again because my mom was literally just leering. Actually, you know what? This is fine. We can just keep going because that sounded awkward. Content, right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. What I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, this is, this is the reality of lockdown. Um, if you haven't followed us already, I am disappointed because, hello, it's a button. It doesn't cost you anything. We're giving you this content for free. Come on. Don't be a dick about it. Show support. Support your local arts and your local creators. It's a thumb movement. It's a thumb movement. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do it now. Do it. So, of course, Instagram, straight off the bat, that's super easy, just so we clear. Um, and also, if you are on Spotify as your platform of choice for where you listen to this, just do us a little favor and press that little follow button that comes up at the top of the episode because that is major for us because we love our Instagram numbers, but we love our Spotify subscribers even more. So go ahead and do that. And then it's the same principle, Apple, Google, wherever you're listening to us, press the subscribe button because that way you're going to be notified every single time. Cool shit like our, our voices come out. So just do it cool well you heard it from her I'm gonna stand up now because my leg is cramping but I'll catch you guys <laughs> on the next episode bye bye